Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love season nine. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'd like to add someone to not an asshole list. I recently did a show with David Spade and spent a day with him. And comedians can be crotchety. They're judgmental. They're comedy snobs, which I get. Like, they don't appreciate people that are sort of stupid and not funny. I can't explain it. Comedians overall don't have a lot of patience for bad humor and don't have a lot of patience for people. I've met so many comedians in my life. I, I, it's, it would be countless. And I've seen so many comedy shows. And there's just sort of, in order for them to be so good at what they're good at, being so observational and complex and taking that risk and going on the road and sleeping in shitty hotels at all levels of fame and just what that takes, you get beat up all the time. And in order to be funny to begin with, like you're a little tortured inside. There's just a different type of breed that's a comedian, okay? So I want you to know that People that are not assholes that are comedians is a rare breed. And it's not because I'm famous, because 
I watch the way they act towards other people, if that makes sense. So like Amy Schumer's not an asshole and it's not about the way she acts towards me. It's about the way that she acts towards other people. And by the way, people still act like an asshole towards me, too, because they're much more famous, etc. I'm saying I'm not judging this based on the fact that I'm a successful person and we're all living in this rare air and then people are nice to me. I'm observant, too. And people some people call me a comedian, which I'm not. I mean, I may be funny to some people, but I'm not because I haven't you know, gone on the road and done the grit. But people do look at me as funny and to be a sort of comedic personality. And I do take a lot of risks. And I've always been akin to comedians. I've always had a soft spot for them. I've always watched comedy. I've always loved it. I, I went I took classes at Second City. I took classes at the Groundlings. I've always wanted to do stand up. I did it. I love I would love to be a comedian, but I not I don't think I would enjoy going on the road that way. And I don't think I have that part of it, which you need to. But I'm not a stand up comedian. Maybe I'm just a comedian in that I'm observational and I have a different. That's what's beautiful about social media. You could sort of be a social media comedian. You can do funny things and skits and improv. Another thing about comedians that I've noticed they do the same bit over and over. So they'll say something in their act and then they'll say something on a talk show and I don't ever repeat anything. I don't like, I don't like, like, but I'm bump, like the same line and that turns me off. So I couldn't be a professional comedian because I wouldn't want to say the same thing 50 times. It feels authentic, inauthentic to me, but it's crafting a bit and an act and watching Miss Maisel. It's like saying the same thing and it's not ready. Like jokes aren't ready for me. Everything's ready. You just say it as you feel it. So, the reason I bring up David Spade is I just did something with him and I watched not only how he was with me, which was, by the way, a little dickish too in a good way. Like he's the same crotchety person that you think he might be um, to me and to everyone, which I respect when someone's consistent, not like kissing my ass because I'm someone and then not being nice to someone else because they're no one. But it's a show that we did that we'll get into later, but like when it comes out, but there was this woman, just this normal, like middle of the country woman and really sweet and really just like innocent and honest and nice. And, and David was so nice to her. And he was really nice to like to everyone. I just liked him. And it's funny because people expect celebrities to just be so friendly when they come up to them in an airport or while they're eating lunch or dinner. And they they should be nice. But sometimes like I've been I was on a business call recently with a lawyer and a girl came up to me while I was on a call in the Delta Lounge. And she was looked super sweet and I could tell that she was nervous, but I was on the phone with a lawyer about something very important about this whole like union strike situation in Hollywood. And I, I, I was then on the phone with a reporter and I don't remember, actually I don't remember who was the reporter or the lawyer, but I was doing calls. And so she came up and I like, she was like, Hey, and I was on the phone. So I said, hold on to the person. And she said, Hey, like, I'm a really big fan. I was like, thank you so much. Nice to meet you. But I re I knew in my mind that, and she was standing up and I was sitting down on these calls and I knew in my mind that she probably wanted a picture, but didn't have the courage to say it. And so, and this happened to me once with Brynn at a diner where like it's happened before where someone approached me in a bathroom at a stadium. And I felt like uncomfortable that it's like a bathroom and I'm like, haven't washed my hands yet. And you're like, can we wait one second and I'll come out. So in the airport, I said to her, thank you so much. She didn't ask me for a picture. If she had asked me for a picture, I would have said, hold on. I would have stood up. But like, it would have been a lot for me to say to the either lawyer or reporter, like, hold on, a girl might want a picture. Do you want a picture? Like, it felt awkward. But when those moments happen, that girl can't say I was rude, but she could say, like, she would say, like, she wasn't the friendliest, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, thank you so much. But I wasn't like, thank you so much. Did you want a picture? Or did you want to get into a conversation? 
And I often think about that for the whole day. And I bet you other people that are public feel that way because you know that it's that person is intimidated and it could mean make that person's day and they're not going to see me again. And she's a fan and why I'm successful. But it's hard to every single time hit it right from my end because I was on the phone and maybe she realized like I, she should have waited till I wasn't on the phone, but maybe she had to go catch a flight. And I got up and I did look around the room to see if she was there. So I could be like, Hey, did you want to get a picture? But I didn't see her. And then I thought about it and I'm still thinking about it now. And that's why this is a rant because David Spade is a person that I bet you if I met him, like, you know, you know, in a, in a hotel lobby, he might be a little cold, like, Hey, nice. Thank you. And like, move on. But like, what is he supposed to do? Stop his whole life and like become my, you know, best friend. I met him in like a context with a normal, you know, civilian person who he was so nice to a whole crew. He was nice to me. He was nice to and people that are celebrities have been dicks to me. Don't worry. I'm a, just a dumb reality star that from their perspective. Um, so everything is context and you can't judge books by their covers. But David Spade is not an asshole. That's what the headline to this is. David Spade is not an asshole. I liked him a lot. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, 
in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Meghan Markle. You know, I talk about her a lot and one out of 100 people will say, oh, you're obsessed. And I'm not obsessed. I am definitely focused on it when I see it. Um, I've also been hearing that they're splitting up. I'm sure it's a lie, but it can't be easy to be the two of them because the pressure cooker of having played the fame game and lost so far cannot be easy. I actually feel some sense of compassion because you can get you can gain something and lose it so quickly. And I think the cautionary tale for people that are not famous and not princesses and not duchesses and not in rare air is that you can't believe your own bullshit. You can't drink your own Kool-Aid and things can slip through your fingers so easily. So I think one of the reasons that I've been fixated by Meghan and Harry more recently, because I forgot about it for a while, was I've never seen I've never seen people botch something so astronomically and everyone believes their own bullshit and thinks that they've got it going good when it's really just it's it's not real none of this is real like you have to really to be successful and that's why the kardashians the reason the kardashians don't get canceled is because there are so many of them but because they have and they have failed many times they have had credit cards and tanning and diet pills and things that have failed businesses that have failed you've seen them launch businesses that have failed but They've been doing this for a really long time. And many of the things that they've done have succeeded. And you have to pay your dues and have the foundation that's laid. You can't, it's not just frosting or like, you know, surface. So if Kim Kardashian filters out her clavicle or ruins Marilyn Monroe's dress, allegedly, or loses 16 pounds in two weeks and pisses people off, or is married to Kanye, or where's Balenciaga, or a million things that she does, not unlike me doing a million things that piss people off. She's got a base. They've got a foundation of work, hard work and success. You cannot take that away from them. So that's why the house doesn't come crumbling down when they do something stupid or something's not liked. There's a strong foundation. In addition, they have power and control over their product. They produce their own show. They can never get too dirty. They own the commercial that's pushing out their own products. But that's not even the primary case. But like Meghan Markle came out and because she married someone who was a prince who, yes, he went away and he fought for his he fought in um, the military. That is very admirable. OK, there are many people that have done that. And it's very admirable. Your whole life cannot be based on that. There's not enough foundation where if he botches the whole job that there's enough to hold up the house. There's just not enough to hold up the house. He's not done anything on his own. He's lived as a privileged 
member of a royal family that, yes, has causes, but it's easy to have causes when you have a billion-dollar enterprise beneath you. So he left the billion-dollar enterprise beneath him, and now he's on his own, and the only thing he's ever done is write a book about the billion-dollar enterprise. So that's not a real foundation. And Meghan Markle was on a show, two shows. She was on a show with the briefcases, and and then she got a fairly successful role in Suits. Great. Making nice, I'm sure, reasonable money and had a nice career. That's great. That's very nice. You married someone in the royal family. That's great. That does not mean that you are supposed to be going worldwide and accepting awards on podiums because events and causes want your name attached so they can get press. So she's done wonderful things and I'm sure she's a good person and she's fought for causes and who gives a shit about her family relationships like as it pertains to us. But in order to go in and double and triple down on your fame and talk to Oprah and write books and sell podcasts and pitch to Bob Iger and all of that, it's drinking your own Kool-Aid and believing your own bullshit. And the house is not strong enough to withstand possible mistruths about car chases and about never knowing who Harry was and about stuff about her family. And it was very obvious that she went for the fame. So the thing that I say to non-royal rich people is you can't really believe your own bullshit. And you've got to keep building and and working and fighting to have a house that's strong enough to sustain financial peril, possible lawsuits, bad reputational hits, things that go on in your workplace, in your community. Like that's what paying your dues and laying groundworks is about. That's the difference between a Kardashian and Meghan Markle. It's not being royal and it's not a sex tape. It's that they've been fucking busting their ass for years. So that's what's different. To be really successful, you bust your ass for years. And that's why like people who are on social media and have big followings. Okay, great. What what have you done for you? What have you done for me lately? You got to do that for years. You got to sustain that for years and work your fucking ass off. So whether you're famous or rich or normal and poor, build a foundation, a strong foundation, so it won't crumble when something bad happens. And it's the same thing with your house, with your property and your real estate. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.